Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch. I'm Alvin Bailey alongside our host, Kim Bellotto, broadcasting tonight from Shale Studios. Kim, we've got such a great show lined up today. Not only do we have Omar Garcia, the president of Steer, but we also have Ambassador Ron Kirk, the current chairman of Texans for LNG. Plus, you'll have a chance to win a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston. Now, Kim, let's get to our first guest. Ambassador Kirk is the former mayor of one of the greatest cities in the world, Dallas, Texas, where he served two terms as mayor, and he's also a former U.S. trade representative. Kim, let's welcome Ambassador Kirk onto the show. Hello, Ambassador Kirk. How are you doing today? I am doing great, and Kim, thanks um, to you and Alvin and Oil Patch for having me on. Not a problem. You are definitely doing some exciting things. And so I wanted to just kind of ask you quickly about your expertise and your uh, perspective on the oil and gas industry, and particularly the LNG side of the industry and what you guys are working on. Well, I um, am pleased to have um, signed on as chair of Texans for LNG Exports um, around November of last year. Uh, and that's grown out of my interest in and fascination with our country uh, coming to grips with a couple of things. And one, we are rapidly becoming not only energy uh, independent, uh, but also we are going to be one of the few countries that is privileged to have the ability to export energy to other countries around the world. And with Texas being so central to that because of the shell gas revolution, and we've always been at the center of the oil production, we are uniquely suited to exploit that and take advantage of that, particularly at a time now where we see, because of the glut of oil and gas production, the beginning of some uh, wells and facilities being shut down, now is a great time for Texans to understand and embrace our ability to export LNG would not only help our allies meet and our friends around the world meet their energy needs, but according to one independent um, economic study, could produce almost 150,000 jobs in Texas over the next 20 years, and particularly most of those in South Texas and the Valley that have been, been anxious to share in the economic prosperity of our state. Totally agree with you, and these are exciting times that we are in looking at LNG. Um, there is um, a little bit for our listeners a confusion. I just wanted you to kind of tell us the difference between the CNG and the LNG, and then, of course, how far off is LNG from actually becoming uh, very, very wide, widely used? How far off are we with distribution points and having access to it from vehicles and stuff like that? Well, LNG is liquid natural gas versus compressed natural gas. And I do want to remind your listeners, Alvin was, was very gracious in his introduction of me, and I am proud to 
have served as, as not only U.S. trade representative for President Obama, but the mayor of Dallas. But my background has been decidedly in law and public service, so I'm going to be careful in trying to hold myself out as a, as a chemical engineering uh, expert. But for your listeners... Um, the, the easiest way to explain this, liquid natural gas uh, is put in a compressed and cool and liquid form. It may be new to Texas, but the industry has been around for over 50 years. Uh, once it's compressed and put into a liquid state, then it can be exported, usually in tankers. And we have experience in this country of exporting um, LNG for 50 years without incident. There's never been an accident, uh, never been a spillage, never been any damage to the environment. And because of the fact in its liquid state, it's colorless and odorless, God forbid if there ever were an accident, it basically evaporates into the air. So while this may be new to Texans, I want uh, your listeners to understand this has been a product, a petroleum product that has been safely exported uh, for years without incident. And Texas, again, is uniquely positioned because of the need of other countries around the world, particularly emerging countries that are trying to build out their energy infrastructure, but do so in a way that is um, less harmful to the environment. One of the real advantages of LNG is the cleanest form of fossil fuel that you can use for energy. And so the impact on carbon emissions um, is greatly, greatly reduced uh, with the use of LNG. So it's safe to export it has been exported before, uh, and it is a very clean, clean form of energy. And it is also very safe to use uh, domestically here in uh, changing over vehicles that are running on LNG. Um, well, you have vehicles, but Kim, also, you know, in the Northeast in particular, you have over 65 million Americans who heat and cool their homes um, using LNG. It's much more so in the Northeast than it is here, you know, in the South, where, you know, we do have an abundance and a diversity of energy. We've been a little more coal dependent and burning natural gas and, you know, limited use of nuclear in Texas, but including nuclear and others. But you're right, LNG has been used. Used, uh, by millions of Americans for years uh, to safely heat and cool their homes. Uh, many of your larger cities, and um, and I'm going back to my experience as mayor, uh, for years have been converting their own um, automobile f- uh, fleets to either LNG or CNG for years. And so whether you're in Houston or Dallas or San Antonio or Austin, certainly the bigger airports, a lot of the vehicles, the buses you see on those properties are also operated on some form um, of natural gas as well. But in terms of the export, uh, you have to build facilities that can take that gas, uh, put it in LNG form so that it can be loaded safely into tankers. There are two facilities under construction in Texas, and it's important for your listeners to know, uh, Kim and Alvin, that you can't just go do this and say, I want to do it and start building a facility. Uh, These are regulated by both the federal government and others, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. But the, the good news is there are two facilities under construction right now in Texas, one in Corpus Christi by Chenier and one in Freeport. Um, Texas. And so both of those should be coming online uh, within the next um, couple of years. 
Right. Well, we have had, uh, we're part of uh, a coalition that works with Chenier, and we, we have worked with them for quite some time and have been pretty excited about their, you know, steps forward in trying to get their facility built and start exporting. So we're pretty excited about it coming online here soon. soon. Yeah, I mean, and again, if I can kind of con- try to contemporize this for your listeners, Kim, if you'll recall a few years ago when Russia invaded Crimea, uh, and that really caused alarm around the world globally, not just because of, of Russia's assertion of power within the region, but the United States and many of the other uh, NATO countries immediately called for a boycott of Russia. The one group that was the most compromised uh, and flummoxed by that decision was the European Union, because the European Union, many of those member states disproportionately import natural gas from Russia, and they were so dependent on Russia for their energy needs that they felt constrained on how to respond. And one of the immediate responses you heard from many of those countries is, God, why don't we just buy natural gas from the United States? And sadly, we didn't have facilities like Chenier and Freeport ready to do that. So uh, this is not only just an energy, uh, an issue of, of being great for Texas in terms of the impact on on, on our state of, of positive economic development and hundreds of thousands of jobs. This really changes the strategic balance of power around the world because so many countries that have been compromised in their um, political decisions because of whom they had to deal with to buy energy are now going to have an ally that they feel much better about uh, producing that energy. And we want that to be the United States. We want Texas to be the leader in that. Ambassador Kirk, please tell us where, if we wanted more information on your organization, where can we go and get more information and get involved? It's TexansForLNG.com. And so they can go online, find a little more information about what we're doing. And if any of your listeners are interested in joining us, uh, we would love to have them be a part of our group. Fantastic. Ambassador Kirk, thank you so much for coming on in the Oil Patch Radio Show. As always, it's a great pleasure speaking with you. And keep working on diversifying Texas in our energy needs. We sure will do so. And Kim and Alvin, thank you so much. Uh, for what you do to educate Texans, I know you have uh, have a huge reach uh, as part of both your 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 radio um, outreach and others. And so we we very much appreciate you giving us the opportunity to come on and talk about uh, this exciting initiative. And thank you for your service to the city of Dallas. What a great city! Well, you're kind. Come up and see us sometime. Kim, what a great guest, Ambassador Kirk. We've got Omar coming up in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about some other issues, but. But let's stick with the LNG issue for just a second. We talk all the time about, uh, you know, other sources of energy, wind, solar. LNG is plentiful. CNG is plentiful, and it's a clean energy. Do you think that CNG and LNG is perhaps the energy source that's going to bridge the gap to possibly get some of these larger cities back out of attainment, uh, clean air cities again? And, and then on the other side, we've got companies like Encana and Chenier that are really forging new paths into the energy industry for us with, with the export ban being lifted. I totally agree with you. I think that we have, uh, if you talk to any uh, oil and gas company, exploration company, they all say the same thing, that diversity is the key. And so when we look at uh, how we produce our energy, 
you know, obviously there is crude and there is coal and natural gas and uh, CNG. I think we are uh, a ways off from being able to really be or have a real good diversity in energy, but we are well on our way. And I think that it is a lot of the energy companies investing a lot of money into making sure that we continue, they continue to diversify their portfolio because they recognize that we are all moving in this direction. And at the end of the day, everybody wants to do the right thing by the environment. And this is a great start. So I was excited to hear Ambassador Kirk, as well as understand a little bit more about what they're getting ready to launch and how exciting for us to be a part of that. Wouldn't you agree? I absolutely do agree. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside our host, Kim Bellotto, broadcasting from Shale Studios. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. We'll be right back. Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto. Kim. A lot of stuff going on and a, a great guest in studio with us today. We haven't had Omar in studio in, in quite a while. 
it's been at least three or four months that we haven't had him back in here. So we're so happy to have him come and join us and uh, get us up to speed on what Steer is working on. Absolutely. It's great to be back, Kim. It's great to be back, Alvin. Looking forward to a good program today. Well, Omar, um, you know, let's just go ahead and jump right into the show. You, um, you and Haley and Justine and Chris are all part of a team uh, that you guys work for Steer. Of course, you're the president and CEO. And briefly, I just want you to tell us a little bit about how did you uh, come to Steer and um, what is Steer and the mission of Steer? So Steer is an oil and gas trade association that was really initiated back in October of 2012. Um, it's an organization that was at the time, almost four years ago, started by 11 of the largest operators. We've grown from 11 operators now over 18, all major oil and gas companies that are actively drilling in South Texas. And so the purpose of STEER is to connect the industry with the stakeholders in South Texas. And by that, I mean us working with elected officials, mayors, county judges, commissioners, chambers of commerce, economic development organizations. As you might imagine, when the Eagle Free really started in earnest back in 2011. A lot of these communities and counties didn't know how to deal through all the impediments and all the growth issues that they were having, whether it was labor, whether it was quality of life issues, roads, their water. So industry needed somebody to go in there and kind of bridge the gap, um, again, between industry and the stakeholders of South Texas. I will say that this is a unique organization in the fact that we don't lobby. Our, our primary focus, 100%, is to work with community stakeholders in South Texas. So we are, if not the only one, one of maybe a handful of oil and gas trade associations that don't lobby. Well, one of the things that I heard you say is you, you've grown in the past couple of years to having more operators than when you first started. And that's, I, I would imagine, a very good sign in the climate that we're in right now. So, Omar, tell us a little bit about who is a part of your team and what do they do? What do you, all of you guys do? What does a day in the life working with Steer look like for you guys? Because I know you all travel a lot. Um, so what's your who's your team? That's a great question, Kim. We get that question a lot. What is a normal day for folks at Steer? Well, uh, to put it into perspective, last year between three people, uh, we drove over 60,000 miles in South Texas. That's a lot of so driving. our office is basically our car. Uh, or our truck or whatever you whatever whatever we're driving that day but basically you know Haley spends a lot of her time um, meeting with stakeholders in South Texas attending various meetings coordinating town hall meetings uh, talking about different initiatives that the oil and gas industry is doing in South Texas or educating the masses down in South Texas on the steps we take to protect the environment the water things we do to fix the roads and our charitable contributions uh, a lot of our time is also spent uh, attending county commissioner's court meetings, city council meetings, again, talking about oil and gas, uh, making sure that the climate, the friendly business climate that we have in South Texas stays where it's at. So that's kind of Haley's role. Um, she also manages two committees. She handles our stakeholder relations committee and also works part-time on the operations committee as well, too. Uh, my vice president, Chris Ashcraft, um, his primary focus is coordinating. He has three committees, so he works on the um, Health, Safety, and Environment Committee, which is a committee that is made up of what we call HSC professionals, and they work on emergency response out in South Texas, uh, any potential oil spills, uh, environmental concerns. So his role is to work with that HSC committee and how they get integrated in the, in the various communities with the different fire departments, police departments, and emergency response in South Texas. Uh, he also uh, works very closely with our water committee, 
Uh, the Water Committee is a group of folks that are made up of 18 hydrologists. All they talk about is water, water recycling, uh, the effects of the oil and gas industry on the aquifers down in South Texas and how they can mitigate any potential issues down there. Uh, he also spends a lot of time in the field attending meetings, meeting with stakeholders, doing the same things that Haley does as well, too. And finally, our newest member to our team who started back in 2015, Justine Hall, uh, Justine is Director of Communication, so she helps with all media engagement, she works on all speech writing, uh, she works very closely with our uh, social media consultant Shell Magazine to expand our social media presence uh, both on Twitter, Facebook, and the internet. So it sounds like you guys are extremely busy, and I just want to clarify that Haley Curry is your Vice President of External Affairs. External Affairs. Okay. You know, it sounds like each member of your team could be one or more shows on here in the oil patch. Those guys do stay busy. Absolutely. I think you'd get, a, you'd get a very unique perspective from each one of them. I think Chris brings a perspective from the environmental side. Uh, Haley would bring a perspective because she was an oil and gas employee uh, at one time working for Chesapeake. So she represented an actual company down in South Texas. Now she represents 18 of them. So she would bring a unique perspective. And then I think Justine brings even uh, a broader perspective because she really hasn't been in oil and gas that long. And so her perspective is, is refreshing. Uh, it's new and she really is a key member of our team. And it's important to be able to, to have people on your team that have seen the industry from a perspective of the outside looking in. It's a different point of view. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's to hear... You know, we hear and see and, and, and we're involved in on an everyday basis. And we forget that other people have other opinions that we, that we do if you're not an oil and gas employee. So to hear perspectives of folks that are not in the industry is refreshing. It, it helps us craft our message moving forward as we target the masses in South Texas to make sure that our voices are heard and the message that we want is heard as well, too. Well, one of the things that I noticed early on as you guys stepped into the South Texas Eagle Ford Shell shell play, if you will. Um, these counties, 13 counties, 14 counties that were drilling, really had no experience in oil and gas or what a shell play was about. And I think that there were some key leaders that came in, true visionaries. Uh, one, your mission, Steer, of course, uh, Chairman Porter, the Eagle Ford Shell Task Force, and a couple of other really key important individuals and organizations that came in and helped the communities in those area understand what they were going through, whether it was traffic issues or water issues or um, anything that was occurring that they were not used to seemed to be was a problem for them. And I think early on they kind of appreciated, well, in, in many ways we are having growing pains and you help them adapt to an, uh, an environment that they were not used to. And I think that if you guys had not been around to help these counties understand what was happening, I think that we probably would have had a PR problem out there pertaining to the residents just not appreciating all the money that is flowing in and the new schools and the new trucks that are being donated, fire trucks, uh, to their counties and into their uh, areas. Well, guys, there's been a lot of goodwill from the operators to the various communities in the Eagle Ford Shale, and, and we do want to talk more about that evolution and what the Eagle Ford Shale has become over the last few years. But first, we do need to take a break, so we'll be right back with more in the oil patch. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side -side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, 
Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side -side owner study. Ever feel like you've hit a wall with your business? Like you haven't been able to turn the corner on a new avenue for your company? Well, Turning Point Strategies is here to help. Turning Point Strategies is for those startup companies or companies that have been doing very well, but maybe want to move to the next level or are at a turning point. They're looking to think outside the box, and that's where we come in. We provide those different strategies to help them turn the corner at that point where they need consulting services. At Turning Point Strategies, we can not only help you turn the corner, we will give you insight on how to prevent yourself from hitting another plateau. We have helped a lot of different companies at many different levels succeed. Call us today at 210-227-5678. Again, that number is 210-227-5678. And visit our website, turningpointstrategies.com. Again, that's turningpointstrategies.com. Are you at your turning point? Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here, just like I am every week in the oil patch, right alongside you, fighting for a strong, responsible, successful, and sustainable oil and gas industry right here in the great state of Texas. Both on this show and as a fleet specialist for the Caleb Auto Group, I get to keep a first-hand perspective on the hard work that goes into making this such a great industry. And trust me, I understand how important it is to maintain both your company's image, the reliability, and the integrity of your fleet and you can't break the bank doing it. So whether your fleet action plan requires leasing, buying outright, or something that falls kind of in between, I can help you. K-League Fleet Sales represents 11 brands and 16 stores that include Ford, Ram trucks, and Toyota trucks on the heavy-duty side, and Lincoln, Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, and Lexus on the luxury side. Hey, time is money, so our service departments offer pickup and delivery and rapid response to get you back on the road quickly. I would love the opportunity to help you keep your fleet plan rolling, so let's talk. Call me at area code 830-480-3656, again 830-480-3656, or you can email me directly abailey at kaligauto.com. That's abailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, at kaligauto, K-A-H-L-I-G-A-U-T-O.com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto, and our very special guest today, Omar Garcia, the president and CEO of Steer. Omar, we've been talking about some of the goodwill from the operators and, and Steer members to the communities in South Texas, and let's talk about that. And I think we want to talk a little bit about what the Eagle Ford has evolved to over the last several years. So I, I think I, I think the oil and gas companies, unfortunately, don't do a very good job of bragging of the impact that they've had to communities, not just the jobs that they've created, um, but the money and the financial resources and the volunteer hours they've given back in South Texas. You know, whether it's companies that donate fire trucks for emergency response equipment, whether it's companies that take on the task of training emergency response personnel within the county. That's something you don't hear about. That That is a huge investment, not only when the Eagle Ford is up and, and we're drilling where we're producing, but even after the Eagle Ford is over with 10, 15, 20 years from now, those are investments are going to be uh, life-lasting. Um, they've also done a, a really good job of educating uh, the children of South Texas as well, too, on career opportunities. Certainly, they've partnered with Steer on that as well, too. But they've also worked individually as companies on numerous issues. So that, that's a big one as well, too. So the oil and gas company never takes for granted uh, the opportunities they have in South Texas and the opportunity to give back on a daily basis. Well, there's so much more than 
just turning a drill bit to the right. There's, you know, the steer members are committed to doing it right and doing it right over and over and over again every single day. Absolutely. You know, that's something that we take pride in. You know, we're the oil and gas industry is is, is one of the most highly regulated industries in, in the world. Uh, and we have a great regulatory system with the Railroad Commission uh, and with the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. So you have rules in place, but my operators take pride in following those rules and going above and beyond to protect South Texas, to protect the citizens that live in there because they want to continue to have that social license to operate. They want to make sure that if they're making an impact on the community, if anybody has an issue, that those are being alleviated and that their voices are heard. Well, no doubt that the operators um, are very giving and making sure that they are giving back in the areas where they live and work in. But there are some specific uh, operators who have got, who have gone above and beyond, and I'd like to really mention them because I think that giving is so important. ConocoPhillips donated a couple of fire trucks uh, out into the Eagle Ford, as well as BHP Billiton donated $2 million to the San Antonio River Foundation. And even despite that we are in a downward turn, even uh, service companies such as Halliburton still continue to do their yearly golf tournament as well as their chili cook-off. And so in a time, I think, where you'll see an operator or a service company uh, winding down and using this opportunity to not put on these events to give back, they still continue to do that because it shows that they care about the community that they live and work in. Well, and, and, and Kim, those three companies you mentioned have done a phenomenal job throughout South Texas of giving back, but as have the other steer members. And I'll give you an example. Um, several of the steer members have come together in, in two, two or three specific counties in South Texas where they spend significant amount of money on a monthly basis to pick up trash, whether it's trash on the county roads, trash on state roads, trash within the communities. And they whether don't have or not, to do those they things. Don't, no, and whether or not it was trash from service companies or trash from just your ordinary citizen that lives in the county, we take the responsibility of picking up that trash. And that says a lot about how we give back to the community. Something so small, something we don't think about, but if we didn't do that, those counties would be littered. And you guys are doing something very special, too, in the way of uh, trying to educate these uh, small rural counties. Um on oil and gas, hopefully getting them uh, to think about a possible career in oil and gas. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, educational booklets that you guys created. What's the mission of that and um, who helped create those booklets? We certainly don't want to make the mistakes we made back in the 80s um, where, you know, we had the oil crash in the 80s. Um, Kids that were born in the 80s didn't go into the oil field. And we saw that two years ago when things were blowing and going in the Eagleford show. It was hard to get labor from South Texas. We had to get labor from other parts of the country and other parts of the world. Well, there, there's no, you know, kids who were born in the 70s, myself, didn't work in the oil and gas industry. So there's a whole generation of people that aren't in the industry. That's right, Alvin. And, and so what we're trying to do is to say there are plenty of opportunities in the oil and gas industry, whether you have a high school degree, community college, four-year degree or your master's or your doctorate. There's opportunities for you. There's opportunities for you in South Texas. There's opportunities for you in the Permian Basin. There's opportunities for you throughout the world. It's are you willing to move during your career to not only start your career in the oil and gas industry, but retire from it 30 years later or 25, whatever that that magic number is for individuals. But this is a great industry with high-paying jobs, highly technical jobs that you can make a great career out of. And so what we're trying to do is take that to the STEM classes in South Texas. Those eighth eighth graders, ninth graders, 10th graders that are, that are in STEM curriculum, 
We're going to host an event with the San Antonio Spurs uh, April 1st. It's called Spurring Energy Day, where we're inviting school districts throughout San Antonio and South Texas to come learn about the oil and gas industries. That's called Spurring Energy Day, and that's going to be on April the 1st of, of this year, 2016. Yes, well, that's awesome. We do need to take a quick break, Kim. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto, and our special guest today, Omar Garcia, the president and CEO of Steer. We'll be right back. Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. Alvin Bailey here along with our host, Kim Bellotto, and our special in-studio guest today, Omar Garcia of Steer. We've been talking, Omar, about your operators, how they do it right, and their commitment to education. And you mentioned a booklet that was put together. What, what is this booklet? So, as you might imagine, with over 18 companies of members of Steer, it was a major undertaking to come up with a Steer education guide. Uh, and this guide is a 30-page document, all in color, that walks you through oil and gas development, shale development, and how oil and gas plays a role in your everyday life. Not only does it going to give kids perspective on why oil and gas is important, but it's also going to give them a preview of what they can expect from a career opportunity. You know, the unique thing about this booklet, guys, is that we targeted for kids, but adults want it. 
And so moving into this year in 2016, we're going to just tweak it a little bit because a lot of the material is geared for adults. We're going to tweak it a little bit and take it out and give it to adults as well to choose an education guide. And this is an industry guide, basically, because all of the steer members signed off on this. Absolutely. This was uh, created by all our member companies with their in-house PR departments, and they put all the graphics, they put all the literature, they put all the documentation. It is a great document. Well, you know, um, Omar, we really do appreciate the relationship and the partnership that we have with STEER. It's ongoing. It's uh, educationally driven to help anyone in the community who wants to learn more about oil and gas. They can um, reach out to you guys. They can attend some events that we do together. Um, and so I think that y'all's mission and us trying to help support wherever we can, y'all's mission is, is vital and important to all of the individuals that live in South Texas. You know, as we're all aware, we are experiencing a, a little bit of a downward turn in oil and gas. And so I'm curious, how are your operators uh, and your service companies uh, handling the downward turn? You know, this continues to be a very challenging environment. You know, with um, as of today, prices under $3 a barrel. Uh, a lot of our companies are still actively drilling into Eagleford Shell. Um, if you look at the rig counts, uh, certainly they're down. You know, this time last year, we probably had 200 rigs. We probably have 75 now, the last count I saw. But if you look at the core counties in the Eagleford, you're still seeing plenty of drilling activity. Counties like Carnes County, LaSalle County, Dimmitt County, you're still seeing activity. Certainly not the levels we saw in 2014 or 2013, but you're still seeing activity. A lot of our companies right now are focused on their core assets. They're focused on efficiencies. They're focused on driving down costs. Where they can save, they will. Nobody wants to lay off anybody. You know, that, that is a very difficult situation to be in where companies have to lay off their valuable assets in, in their employees and the amount of money they've spent training them and the great work that they've done. So certainly layoffs are very difficult for this industry. Um, we're hoping that we don't see as many layoffs this year as we did in 2015. But to answer your question again, Kim, companies are just focusing right now on efficiencies, figuring out when that market is going to go up, the price for oil, so that they can ramp up and be ready for that. Well, no doubt there's a lot of um, surplus out there, which is what's really triggering a lot of these depressed prices. And once that surplus is used up, we'll start seeing the activity come back. At least that's what a lot of our guests that have come on that are experts in the in the area of um, energy economics. With all the cutbacks that companies are making on their capital budgets, on new investments, whether it's onshore or offshore, eventually that's going to catch up with us. No new investments, no new drilling, no oil coming online. It may not happen this year, but maybe two years down the road, oil could quickly be back at $100 a barrel for lack of supply. Well, that and, you know, we're not the only country that's that's cutting back like that either. Other other countries, other oil-producing countries are, are feeling the pinch as well. So you can bet that oversupply is going to start dwindling. With, with the exception of Saudi Arabia that continues to produce at, at, at these levels, most every country, whether you're an OPEC country or not, is cutting back because it's not – um, cost-effective to drill right now. Uh, and so to, to your point, Alvin, this is going to catch up with this eventually where, th- you know, this oversupply will quickly turn into a shortage and we'll be drilling and we'll be back at $100 a barrel. Let me put it in reverse real quick with you, Omar. We've talked about some of the things that have happened in 2015. There were some layoffs. The, the downturn started. 
But on a positive note, what did Steer accomplish in 2015? Sure, we worked on several several uh, key issues down in South Texas. You know, whether oil is at $100 a barrel or at 30, our mission continues. You know, we're, we're needed we're needed at, at both price points, and some may argue we're needed more at $30 a barrel. But you know, some of the things we worked on, obviously, we worked on the export issue. But really, what was near and dear to us is you know, for those of you that follow that live in San Antonio, San Antonio is the last major metro that's still in attainment. We have clean air. And when the Eagleford came up um, in earnest back in 2011, um, the Alamo Area Council of Governments um, did an air emissions inventory report on what effect is the Eagleford having on San Antonio's air quality. Uh, they've done a, a similar study on CPS energy, um, on vehicle emissions, on the cement industry, on every other major industry in San Antonio they've done that. So they need to get a gauge for the Eagleford. And so what we did is work very closely with ACOG throughout this process um, to give them the data, to give them the information they needed to conduct a really good survey to figure out what impact the Eagleford is having. And to be honest with you, the impact from the Eagleford is minimal, very, very minimal. Obviously, cars are the biggest um, emission uh, generator for this community, but the Eagleford is, is one of the smallest when you look at the various industries. And so what we did as well, uh, in coordination with uh, District District 8 Councilman Ron Nirenberg was to bring an industry roundtable, bring folks from energy, bring folks from CPS, the airport, uh, the aviation industry, the cement industry, um, the quarries, so that we can all talk about ways of how we can reduce emissions. So that was a, that was a really key victory for Steer to coordinate that so that everybody understands, hey, we're not, we may not be the culprit, but we want to be part of the solution. We're all in it together talking about how we're going to reduce emissions for San Antonio, which is a, a which is a key issue for not only the, our health, our kids, but for future economic development and growth. We need to have clean air in San Antonio. So let's make sure if there's an impact, it's an economic impact and not an environmental impact. Right. Absolutely. And with that, we do need to take another quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto, who's sitting over there quietly today. We'll be back with more in the oil patch next. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side -side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side -side owner study. Ever feel like you've hit a wall with your business? Like you haven't been able to turn the corner on a new avenue for your company? Well, Turning Point Strategies is here to help. Turning Point Strategies is for those startup companies or companies that have been doing very well, but maybe want to move to the next level or are at a turning point. They're looking to think outside the box, and that's where we come in. We provide those different strategies to help them turn the corner at that point where they need consulting services. At Turning Point Strategies, we can not only help you turn the corner, we will give you insight on how to prevent yourself from hitting another plateau. We have helped a lot of different companies at many different levels succeed. Call us today at 210-227-5678. Again, that number is 210-227-5678. And visit our website, turningpointstrategies.com. Again, that's turningpointstrategies.com. Are you at your turning point? Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here, just like I am every week in the oil patch, right alongside you, fighting for a strong, responsible, successful, and sustainable oil and gas industry right here in the great state of Texas. Both on this show and as a fleet specialist for the Caleb Auto Group, I get to keep a first-hand perspective on the hard work that goes into making this such a great industry. 
And trust me, I understand how important it is to maintain both your company's image, the reliability, and the integrity of your fleet. And you can't break the bank doing it. So whether your fleet action plan requires leasing, buying outright, or something that falls kind of in between, I can help you. Kalig Fleet Sales represents 11 brands and 16 stores that include Ford, Ram trucks, and Toyota trucks on the heavy-duty side, and Lincoln, Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, and Lexus on the luxury side. Hey, time is money, so our service departments offer pickup and delivery and rapid response to get you back on the road quickly. I would love the opportunity to help you keep your fleet plan rolling, so let's talk. Call me at area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can email me directly, abailey at kaligauto.com. That's abailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, at kaligauto, K-A-H-L-I-G-A-U-T-O.com. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto, and our in-studio guest today, Omar Garcia, the president and CEO of Steer. Kim, we've been kind of recapping what Steer's done in 2015. Anything to add? I would like to get into a discussion about all the great projects that we did in 2015 together as partners. Um, Omar, some of the uh, events that we were able to partner together to help educate the community on oil and gas were some really fun projects. Would you not agree? Absolutely. You know, Kim, we, we thank you for collaborating with us and bringing some of these opportunities to steer. Uh, a couple of them were uh, back in the summer of 2015. Uh, we were the main sponsors of a Corpus Christi Hooks baseball game, and that allowed us an opportunity uh, to do a pregame session with uh, Haley Curry, our vice president of external affairs. She kind of talked about the oil and gas industry, uh, its impact to South Texas, and more directly its impact in, to Corpus Christi and Oasis County. So that was one great event, and I got to throw out the first pitch, which was really cool. I hear you've got uh, a great fastball. Yeah, you know, I tried just to get it across the plate. I think I, I one-hopped it, but it, it was fine. Um, we also did a really good event in partnership with, um, again, Shell Magazine and, and the Corpus Christi Ice Race. Um, the Corpus Christi Ice Race put on a matinee hockey game back in November, and they had almost 5,000 kids there. Uh, it was in partnership, again, with Shell, Chenier Energy, and Steer. And so we had an opportunity during one of the intermissions to go over basically Shell 101, uh, talk about the oil and gas industry to these students, and talk about career opportunities. So it was a great opportunity. And I guess two of my favorite ones that we partnered with Shell Magazine this year was this was uh, Kim's idea was State of the Energy. And Kim came to me with this idea and said, hey, we need, we need to talk about what's going on in the Eagleford. What's going on in the oil and gas industry? Would you like to partner with me? And it was just a great idea where we brought off on it. Uh, our companies love the idea as well, too. We had some of my companies directly participate in this event. And so what we did was we did two lunches. We did one in Corpus Christi, uh, I guess in September. Um, October. October. We did a lunch in Corpus Christi uh, at the Ortiz Center at the Port of Corpus Christi. Uh, and then we did an event in December uh, in partnership with the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, uh, which is a great event. Uh, KSAT's um, Steve Spreester was the master of ceremony. It was a great event. We had great participation from our member companies. And I think uh, this partnership that we have with Shell Energy, we look forward to another great year in 2016. I think the fact that every one of the events that we do uh, continues to be a packed house in many ways. Um, rather, it's uh, a baseball game with the Corpus Christi Hooks or the Corpus Christi Ice Rays or the San Antonio Spurs or the State of Energy. There is a huge demand for the public to understand more on uh, topics relating to oil and gas. And so 
we look forward to continuing to support uh, y'all's initiative and continue to uh, do outreach to help everyone who has uh, the desire to learn more about Shale 101 or what's happening in oil and gas to uh, come in and learn, network, and hopefully uh, get something out of the events that they come and attend. So, Omar, can you tell us what are you working on for 2016, you and your team? Certainly, we're going to continue to be in a very challenging environment with oil prices at $30 a barrel. But for Steer, it's business as usual. You know, we are a organization that is well-funded, thanks to our member companies. They see the value in this organization. Um, our role in South Texas will continue to expand, working with communities. A lot of these communities, you know, in the, in the, in the previous three or four years, their tax revenue was so high that they were able to reinvest in themselves to build new libraries, new community centers, new parks, new schools. With the downturn, their tax revenue is decreasing. And working with some of these communities in these counties through these issues, helping them plan, is going to be one of our focuses in 2016, as well with continuing to engage in the communities. Uh, Education-wise, we're going to be there as well, too. You know, we, we do a lot, a lot of public speaking. And, and just because price of oil is at $30 a barrel doesn't mean people don't, still don't have questions. Omar, when Eagle Ford was going every day but Wednesday crazy, uh, you guys were busy. And now that... Uh, it is slowed down a little bit. I would imagine you're still just as busy because there's so much information that everyone is requesting. Where are we right now with oil and gas and what's happening with prices being depressed and when will this change and when will gas prices go uh, back up in the price of, of a barrel? So I'm sure there's lots and lots of questions and this is one of the reasons why we wanted you as a guest today on today's show. Just recently, they lifted the export ban that had been in place for almost 40 years. Um, and there's a lot of discussion on, you know, why did this happen? Is this good for us? And what are your members and what are you feeling about the export ban? Was it good for us to lift this ban? And if so, in what way? Certainly. Um, Steers pleased with the reversal of this policy, which will have long-term benefits for the Eagleford Shell region, including future job growth and sustained production. Allowing U.S. oil production to be competitively priced creates balance to compete on the global market. You know, before I go into some additional comments on lifting the ban, you know, let me first thank not only our Texas delegation, but our South Texas delegation for voting and for working hard to get this ban lifted. It goes without saying, without their help, whether they were Democrat or whether they were Republican, this was an, an issue that both parties came together Mm-hmm. for the common good of not only our nation, but for our great state of Texas. So we thank our, our congressional delegation for helping us with this. Lifting the ban on, on oil exports is something that is going to help us long term. You're not going to see an immediate impact right now, uh, but long term you will. This, what this basically does is allow us now to compete on a global market where we couldn't sell our crude to other countries. Now we can and let's let's back up real quick and, and just for clarification purposes, prior to the ban being lifted, there was usually a spread of anywhere from eight, nine, ten dollars between Brent and WTI. And immediately when the ban was uh, lifted, you saw those numbers coming together. So 
What does that mean in the sense something good happened, but uh, what was it that happened pertaining to? Well, that that spread is now less than a dollar, you know, depending on, 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 on the current market conditions. So that that certainly even the playing field where, you know, our domestic producers were selling oil anywhere from six to eight dollars less than what the international market was was paying. So that leveled the playing field immediately had almost had an immediate impact. Um what you're seeing in the future is companies will be gearing up. When prices go back up to a level where they can begin producing and making money, you're going to see companies actively talking to other countries, talking to other um, companies, um, utility companies. Um, anybody that buys oil and gas can now buy from the United States, where before the ban was lifted, our crude had to stay in the United States with limited sales to Canada and Mexico. And some of our allies... Um could not purchase from us before this ban was lifted, and now they can, which makes, I'm, ass, I'm assuming that they didn't have very many choices prior to us lifting the ban. Now some of our closest allies have the opportunity to purchase from the United States. And, and that's why you talk about this national security issue, where our allies can now buy directly from us. They don't have to rely on companies that are not as friendly to the United States, um, companies that don't see things the way we do, uh, or terrorist countries. These, our allies can now buy directly from us. And, that, and that's a big deal for national security, not only because they can buy from us, but because we have an abundance of oil thanks to the Shell Revolution and the technology we have in the United States. Well, and let me, let me clarify something with a question. What is the difference between Brent crude and WTI? Basically, Brent crude is the international price. Okay. That is a price globally. WTI is a domestic price. And okay. historically... That delta in price change was could be ten dollars, it could be five dollars. There were certain factors that played into that, but with the lifting of the ban, that difference has shrunk to sometimes a dollar or fifty cents, or it depends. It depends on the market that day. Now to expand that question, what is the difference between your heavier crudes and light sweet that we produce here domestically? Sure, the light sweet crude is the crude that Europe needs. It's the crude that Asia needs, and so people always ask us. Why are we still importing from Saudi Arabia? Well, that's an easy question because we need their heavy crude. We need their heavy crude for some of our heavy manufacturing. You know, we don't have a lot of heavy crude in Texas, or we have some in the United States, but not at the at, at the levels that other parts of the world have. So when we talk about again, we go back to our allies needing our oil. We have that light sweet crude for Europe, for Asia, Australia, other countries need our light sweet crude. So that is one of the fundamental differences in why this lifting of the ban is going to be um, really historical for South Texas. You know, the Eagle Fruit is, is going to play a role in world history by allowing this crude to be shipped internationally. Omar, one of your operators um, actually made history by being the first one to export uh, crude after the ban was being lifted. So tell me how, how that must have felt being one of your operators and how did, how did this happen? You know, less than two weeks and after after the ban was repealed, ConocoPhillips sent the first shipment out of the Port of Corpus Christi. Uh, and that was largely due to, to a couple of things. You know, San Antonio's New Star Energy had a terminal uh, at the Port of Corpus Christi, which allowed to uh, load the crude onto the tanker. Um, and obviously having the Port of Corpus Christi there in our backyard is a huge, huge benefit to us because the shipping costs to get the product from the fields in South Texas to the port are going to be drastically reduced. So 
The Port of Corpus Christi has always been an economic engine in South Texas. And by lifting this ban, it's only going to further that title because you're going to see more and more crude being shipped out of the Port of Corpus Christi for a number of reasons. Again, proximity. There's less traffic than in Houston. Uh, those are just two big reasons why the port's going to continue to grow its, its footprint in the oil and gas industry. What I wonder is, had the price of a barrel of oil not dropped, I wonder if lifting this ban would have ever have occurred. I mean, after all, it had been here for 40 years. And sometimes bad things have to happen to have something good occur. And to see and to realize that U.S. producers were not able to export and the price of oil was such a different price between what was the world price and uh, U.S. producers' prices. It, in many ways, this has leveled the playing field, and it's a really good thing, even though despite bad times right now, in many ways, and a lot of companies are struggling. So I think that this is a good thing that has come out of a very bad situation and absolutely necessary when you think about Iran, who is getting ready to start exporting themselves, and they are able to export, and yet our U.S. producers could not. So in my opinion, this is a great thing. Well, those are you bring up two great points, Kim. Number one, prices being depressed helped with lifting a ban, but also allowing Iran to put anywhere from 500,000 to a million barrels of oil a day also pushed the issue as well, too. Because how can you tell your domestic producers you can't put your, your product on the international market, but we're going to let you, Iran, a known terrorist country, sell your, sell your oil because of, of the— um, of the treaty that was um, struck between both countries. So th those two issues were the centerpiece of why this ban was lifted. Well, Cam, it looks like we are just about to run out of time for this show. We do need to do a trivia question. We'll get to that in a moment. But Omar, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, uh, Alvin, thank you so much. Omar, it is always a pleasure to have you in studio, as well as just knowing that you are a big contributor and partner to this radio show, continuing to help us educate the community to oil and gas, and your commitment to this radio show is greatly appreciated. Thank you, Alvin. Thank you, Kim. Well, Kim, great show today. Omar is just full of great information. He's, he's always on his game. He's always got his numbers and just what a great guy to have on the show with us. And I think Omar should be the topic of today's oil and gas trivia question. What do you think? I think you're correct. He's always professional and is a wonderful guest to have on. Well, it's oil and gas trivia time. If you'd like to win a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful Palm Restaurant in Houston, you'll need to eat, be the first person to email the correct response to the following trivia question to this email address. Write it down. It's radio at shalemag.com. Again, radio at shalemag.com. Be the first person to email the correct answer to the trivia question Kim's about to give you, and you'll win that gift certificate. Kim, what is our trivia question today? Well, Alvin, the question today is what organization is Omar Garcia the president and CEO of? The first correct answer emailed to radio at shellmag.com will win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. And I can't win it? No. <laughs> Darn it. Email your responses in to radio at shalemag.com. Again, radio at shalemag.com, and you could win that gift certificate. Kim, I, I think that's pretty much going to wrap it for us today here on In the Oil Patch. Great show today. I totally agree. And as always, we look forward to having another great guest on next week talking about oil and gas. And with that, that's it, folks. In the oil patch, we'll see you next week.
In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.